Yes. That's your God. Help her, Lord. I'm so thankful for the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But I'm thankful for the truth. Yes. Yes, that's right. Come on. That's right. Hallelujah. Yes, he does. No, that's right. That's right. Thank the Lord. Yes. Yes. There's no reason any of us have to leave. That's right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Jesus said in the Beatitudes that if we would hunger and thirst after righteousness, we shall be filled. Yes. Too many times we don't hunger and thirst for the deeper things of God. Right. We just want the shallow, little feel good. Oh, that was a good service. That was a good song. Right. But there's more to there's it. More. So much more. Oh, yes. And we need that. You're going to have to have that in these last days if you're yes. going to make it through. Right. Amen. I, now, if somebody just got saved, uh, you know, in all honesty, they might get by with a lot more than I would. But a lot more has been revealed to me. Amen. But if you're at the same place you were when you got saved a bunch of years ago, you need to be moving up. Amen. Don't stay or get yourself stagnant. Amen. You ever heard that uh, saying, a bump on the log? Oh, yeah. Or maybe a bump on the pew? All right. Huh? Don't become a bump on the pew. That's right. Amen. Let's be something for the Lord. I appreciate His great mercies to us. Uh, My wife made it safely to uh, North Dakota. Now we're praying for that baby to come quickly. And so if you would continue to remember her in prayer. Our text this morning will be in Isaiah chapter 66. The last chapter of the book of Isaiah. So if you would uh, please look to that. We're going to read our text here this morning. And if you would stand with us as we read. If you would. Isaiah chapter 66 starting in verse 1. Thus saith the Lord. The heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye built unto me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things hath mine hand made and all those things have been seen, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembleth at my word. He that killeth an ox is as he, as if he slew a man. He that sacrificeth a lamb as if he cut off a dog's neck. He that offereth uh, an oblation as if he offered swine's blood. But he that burneth and, uh, and he that burneth incense as if he blessed an idol. Yea, they have chosen their own ways. 
and their soul delighteth in their abominations. I also will choose their delusions and will bring their fears upon them. Because when I called, none did answer. When I spake, they did not hear, but uh, they did evil before mine eyes and chose that in which I did I delighted not. Hear the word of the Lord, ye that tremble at his word, your brethren that hateth you, that cast you out for uh, my name's sake, saith the Lord, let the Lord be glorified, but he shall appear to your joy, and they shall be ashamed. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the word that you gave unto your prophet, your man, Isaiah. And we thank you, Lord, that his word is clear. And I thank you, Lord, that in that saying, Lord, we can receive it, Lord, and we can learn thereby. And by that, we can draw closer unto you. Here, Lord, I pray that you would anoint these feeble lips of clay and anoint these words that the words would go deep into our hearts and that, Lord, they would knock down those, those mountains, those castles, and those imaginations that are contrary to you. And help us to receive your engrafted word, we pray. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Here this morning, i like to, if the Lord would help me, I'd like to preach to you on delusions or revelation. Delusions or revelations. We see here in these scriptures that the Lord set, tells, He says, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Now, if you just start talking to somebody and they come up and they just start talking like that, you're thinking, are they delusional? Are they out of their minds? And some people would say when you start thinking of God, well, God's not quite like that. He's not that big. He's not that huge to be able to do that thing, folks. I want to tell you, He's as big or as little, amen, as He is. Huh? It's amazing that God can be in one place at one time, but also be everywhere at the same time. Amen. That's an amazing mystery of God. Yeah. Amen. And so here in these scriptures, we see he talks about that. And then he turns it a little bit and he says, there are some, there are some that uh, when they bring uh, oxen to sacrifice to the Lord, they bring it as if they're uh, going to kill a man. Come on. And then it goes on and said, uh, he that sacrifices the lamb as if he's going to cut off a dog's neck. Huh? And he that offers an oblation as if he offers swine's blood. Swine's blood was an abomination to God. Can you imagine coming into the temple and having swine's blood that you're going to offer to God? Huh? It's an abomination. And so he's talking about these folks who have changed God's laws and changed God's ways 
into what they want it to be. Uh, I've, I preached many years ago on homemade religion. Huh? Don't, don't have a homemade religion. You better go by the Lord's way. And I, I'm going to tell you, I've been trying to serve the Lord now since, uh, I couldn't tell you how many years, but like since 1981, 80, 81, and that I've been trying to serve the Lord that way since then. And Brother Ron, there are several things that came to me that I realized, woo, I'm not doing God's way. I'm doing my way. I have scripture to justify it, but it's not right. You know, it's easy to, to take that scripture in Acts and say we're not supposed to even eat with the fornicator and all those kind of things, huh? But yet Jesus, he ate with the drunkards and the low class of the city. Amen. And so here we need to we need to make sure that we take scriptures and divide it rightly. Okay? Rightly. Here in these scriptures, the Lord said, um, I will choose their delusions. A delusion. Can I tell you? We're living in a time where delusion is very strong. And not only is it very strong, but it's welcomed and invited. How many of you have ever played with those, uh, those uh, goggle type sets of play? What? Yeah, VR headset. Virtual reality headset. And you put those things on and... It transports you, okay? Really, you're still in the same room, but it transports you into a different type of look. And most of these VR sets will deposit you in another country, or they'll deposit you in a game that you like to play on the computer. If you've got some kind of computer game, now instead of you being just looking at a screen, you're inside the screen. Huh? Delusional. And you know what it is? Satan has realized I can help cause people to be deluded and to be disconnected from reality and begin to lie to them and to teach them things and to show them things and it'll take unto them a heart to do evil and to do things contrary to God's ways. When President Clinton was in um, office, that was kind of uh, my first time to vote. I voted for Reagan. I didn't vote for Clinton. Uh, I haven't voted a lot in in many years either, by the way. <laughs> but anyway, uh, when Mr. Clinton came to uh, power, he would say one thing that was true, and then another thing that was a lie, and. America began to realize, I guess, or it dawned on us that if you repeat a lie long enough, a certain amount of people is going to start believing that lie. And from that politician on, we have had a bunch of lying presidents. They'll say one thing that's true, and then in the same bar of cynics tell you a lie. We must be careful. And can I tell you something? The lie machine is cranking up again in America. 
It's cranking up, cranking up, cranking up. And I want to ask you, are you deluded? Or do you know reality? Can you see God's ways? Amen. Jesus said that there would be some that would come along and would persecute you and even kill you thinking they did God's will. That is a form of delusion. Amen. And so we are in a country of delusion. Amen. And there is a lot of delusion around. But can I tell you something? God has made a way for us to be able to see the truth. Come on. To see the truth. To understand what is truth. Uh, you youngins here, have any of y'all ever been lied to? Huh? Been lied to? Did you believe it? Did they suck you in with the lie and you think, yeah, I think it was what it said. And then only to find out a little later, it was a lie? Huh? Yes? Yeah? Okay. Different churches. I'm sorry. That's not a a popular thing, but a lot of churches will suck you in with wrong doctrine. Suck you in with easy type doctrine. They will suck you in with things and you don't really know until you get in there for a while what way they're going. We must stand upon the Word of God. This... uh. This prophet of Isaiah, he was prophesying during the time of Uzziah, Jothan, Ahaz, and Hezekiah. They were all kings of Judah. Okay? Uh, the other two great prophets, uh, Jeremiah and Ezekiel, of course there are others, but the major prophets, they were prophesying during the time of the destruction of Jerusalem and Judah and during the capture and the uh, being kept in by um, King Nebuchadnezzar. So this was about a hundred years before the destruction of Jerusalem by King Nebuchadnezzar. And it was about 680 years before Jesus. I want to get, just give you a little understanding of where he's at. But God's talking to him. And his word is vital for us in 2023. <laughs> Woo! Glory! It's real! There is reality! Satan is doing all these things. You know, why do people like to drink? Well, because when they drink, it alters their reality. Why do people like to do drugs? Because it alters their reality. Why do people like to go to those movies? You know, you can see a movie at your house. Right? I hadn't seen one since 81, something like that. Okay. But, uh, you know, and I remember before that time when I used to watch them, I didn't like to see them on that little television. Now, see, y'all don't know what a little television is. Yeah, but 18-inch black and whites with dog ears trying to pick up the thing, you know, and you're trying to watch watch a movie and it's just that little thing and then when I went to a big screen the big screen originally was about that big huh now that's nothing they got screens that almost surround you around amen and they'll thunder you and you make you feel what is it it is to get you out of this reality into the movie's reality come on it's a delusion it's a, a teaching you 
false things and leaving you out of it the way that you should go. Yes. And so, uh, our attitudes in America are formed by a lot by those movies. Now, I wasn't alive when Gone with the Wind came out. Okay? But did you know one of the biggest things that was important about that movie, Gone with the Wind? It was the first movie for public uh, consumption that had one curse word in it. One. One cuss word. Now, I haven't seen a movie lately. I hope some of y'all hadn't, but anyway, you probably have. But even the news at times will have cuss words in it. Come on. You see, and when you start getting used to seeing things, then you start saying, oh yeah, I've seen that. That's not a big problem. As a young boy, the first time I seen a man dressed in a dress or a man in a man kissing, I was a young boy and I saw that and I thought, what is going on? Huh? And those things have been propagated and now you see it so much, you see it as all, and now I'm sorry to say, but these young people right here think it's normal and it's all right and you can do like that and live like that, but I want to tell you something, it is an abomination before God. Huh? What you were born with, the way you were born, that's the way God planned it. I want to tell you something, young ladies and young children here. God don't make junk. And He didn't make junk with y'all. Okay? And you young boys, young men, God had not made junk out of you. Okay? And even though you may only grow up in a house with all ladies in it, okay? Or maybe the girls. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm stopped here. Because I've heard this from different ones. Maybe their daddies always wanted a boy. And so they, they raised their child up to be a tomboy. Come on. Delusional. We've lost the sight of reality. Noah Webster says that delusion is the act of deluding. It is deception, a misleading of the mind. It is a false representation. It is an illusion, an error, a mistake proceeding from false views, and I might add false beliefs. Okay? Um, delusion uh, in the Hebrew is talking about wantonness, caprice, vexation. This word delusion here in uh, chapter 66 is only used two times in the Bible. And uh, one of these places, uh, or I should say the two meanings from that, is this delusion of, of uh, getting all of the harvest 
out of the field. All of it. Not leaving any extra. You might say, well, I don't understand that. Well, you see, that's not really a realistic expectation when you harvest stuff. And the other thing about that, too, is it's talking about not wanting anyone else to get something. Uh, holding to something. And it's also talking about a baby. <laughs> a baby. But you know, it's not just any baby. It's a, tan a baby throwing a tantrum. Huh? Come on. Trouble. That's what it's talking about, a delusion. And so it is important for us to recognize where we are at. No one can come in and tell you how to live or what to live and what to see and what not to see because they're not in your skin and they're not looking through your eyes. What am I saying? You're the one that's going to have to work on delusion. Proverbs 10 and 24, the fear of the wicked. That's really what we're talking about here. The Lord is not calling this delusion upon godly people, but against the ungodly, the wicked, those who will not hear, those who will not obey, those who will not follow. He is calling against them. And so um, the fear of the wicked, it shall come to pass upon him. If you ever find out what a wicked person fears, unless they get saved, it will come upon them. Come on. Because the Lord's already talked about it. Then you got Romans chapter 1, uh, verse 21. He said, Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. They became deluded in what they believed. I'm going to tell you, I'm so sorry it's happened. It's the way of life. But, and we are in the days of Noah. But I want to tell you something. People have taken the Word of God and twisted it so yeah. much. Huh? I remember seeing clips of, of, uh, the German people, when Adolf Hitler was talking to them. Huh? He was against Jews. I might add, he was against Protestants. He was against anything other than white-skinned people. Come on. He was. He hated them. And you know what? He thought he was doing God's will. He had become deluded believing that the Jews were the cursed people. But what he didn't realize is he wasn't supposed to be doing it. God would be doing it. But uh, somehow or another, he was deluded in his mind and he believed it. We've had other governments and other people come up uh, the, over in Iran. That man believed he was the reincarnation of Nebuchadnezzar. Huh? He was deluded. Yeah. Right. And you know what? 
God sometimes is the one that brings that delusion. Because they would not listen. They would not obey. It goes on. You know, I, I read there. We talked about wherefore God gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Young people, Romans chapter 1 is a place for you to realize that God is against homosexuality. Romans chapter 1. It said, Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator, who was blessed forever. Uh, Amen. But then it goes on and says, And that men changed the natural course of their life. Amen. And became, you know, became lovers of other men. And said the woman did the same thing in Romans chapter 1. Okay? Then we have in 2 Thessalonians, I spent too much time on the negative, I'm sorry. 2 Thessalonians 2, 10 through 12. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. If you're dying, you're going away from God, you don't want to believe God, you only want to see the worst about God, that's who he's talking about. The, uh, uh, the deceivableness of the unrighteousness of them that perish. Why? <clears throat> because they receive not the love of the truth. That they might be saved. I want the truth. I want to live. I don't want to die. I don't want to keep going in my bad directions in life. I don't want to keep believing that you know, I can always be a, a broken vessel and a, and a vessel that's no good for anybody. And uh, hold on to, to hurt so bad and so long in my life that it destroys me. We can't do that. Gotta let them go. The other part I want to talk to you about is revelation. Revelation. I'm not talking about the book of Revelation. I'm talking about your personal revelation. Did you know God will reveal Himself to you? Personally? Destiny? He'll reveal Himself to you. The Lord will. Jesus Christ. To uh, I get her name wrong every time. Emma. I want to call her Emily sometimes, but Emma. He'll reveal Himself to you. Jesus will. To Elijah, Andrew. Aurora. Jordan? Jordan? Huh? Amante. Amante. Them two youngins, but the Lord will reveal Himself to you. Huh? He'll reveal them to, to us adults. Come on. He will. People don't believe that anymore. They believe it's just a form and a fashion. You just do, you come, shake the preacher's hand, say a few words in their right tradition, obey their uh, book of discipline, and that, that's it. But no! That's not going to get us to heaven. What's going to make it is for us to have a revelation of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And uh, how does that happen? In John 6, 44, it said, No man can come to me Except the Father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up the last day. 
So the Lord's going to draw you. God's going to draw you. Huh? He's going to draw you. How's He going to do it? <laughs> Might we buy a piece of candy or a cupcake? Huh? It might be, let me tell you something, God will use anything to draw you. I had people that used to get upset with me because we give candy to you guys. Huh? They said, the only reason they come is for candy. I said, it works. <laughs> well, you see, God's Word, it's a seed. And though you may not allow it right now, it won't sit in your life doing nothing. It's going to open up someday. And that thing is going to draw you to the Lord. You're going to feel Him. Have you ever felt Jesus? Huh? Have you ever heard His voice? I've heard His voice. Sister Rebecca this morning, huh? Why would she think, you know, where's your keys at? The Lord told the Holy Ghost, tell Sister Rebecca, Ricky's got his keys and you better get them quick. If she had hesitated on what the Lord had, you say, Brother Jeff, that is just so silly. That's just such a nothing thing. Oh, our God is not a nothing thing and He cares about even our car keys. Hallelujah. He does care about the big things in our life, but He also cares about those little things. He is alive. He is emotional. He loves us. He cares for us. And without Him, I'm going to tell you something, we are nothing. Nothing. And so... The Lord, the Father, is going to draw you unto Jesus. How does He do that? Through the Holy Ghost. Okay? He draws you. John 6, 65, And He said, Therefore said I unto you, that no man can come unto Me except it were given unto him of My Father. You say, well, Brother Jeff... I've never, I've never been drawn by God the Father. I've never been drawn. Huh? I've talked to people who said that to me. I, I, I've never felt Him. I, can I tell you something? I know the Lord. And He does not lie. People lie. Others lie. But He doesn't lie. And so the Lord's drawing. You know how the Lord draws sometimes? Brother Jeff come down and say, I want to pray. Huh? Comes over sometimes and say, You want to get saved? You want to be right with God? Come on down. God uses people. God uses things. God uses deaths. God uses uh, uh, accidents in cars. He uses all kind of things to get your attention, to look unto Jesus. Amen. The author, the finisher of our faith. And He brings revelations to us by knowing Him. That last book of the Bible that Melissa 
perked up whenever I said revelation. She said, oh, yeah. Huh? That, yeah, I do too. That, that book is titled The Revelation of Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Amen. It's all about selling who Jesus is. He is God Almighty. He is the creator of heaven and earth. He is the one that keeps everything in order, spinning in the right thing. He's the one that helps keep your heart beating at the right rates. Amen. And breathing and all those other kind of things. He is the one, but He's also the one that will put His arm around you when you're in distress. He'll also be the one with you when you think nobody else cares. And nobody else loves me. He's the one. I'm talking about Jesus. <clears throat> Titus 2 and 11 says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared only to Americans. No. <clears throat> the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all the Jews. The grace of God that appears, uh, that brings salvation hath appeared all to, you know, one color or another. No. I want to tell you something. I know some of you are young and some of you are older. We're all the same. God just gave us a little different shading. My shading's not the same as Brother Roberts. Come on. But we're all men made in His likeness and in His image. Come on. Thank the Lord. And so then He said, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. That word men right there is talking about orthopods. Two-legged people to us. All people. Here it says men, but it means a roar. And it means Brother Jeff. It means destiny and Jamie. You see what I'm saying? All men. Everyone. You will not be excluded. You will not miss the call. The call will come to you. Amen. And uh, when it comes, you need to respond one way or the other. Yes, I will serve the Lord. Or no, I won't. No, I won't. Says that that, that when He brings that, uh, that grace appears to us, it will teach us that denying ungodliness worldly lust we should live soberly righteously godly in this present day why have we grown up generations that say they can't do that but you can but you can I fear I'm losing you so Sheila be coming and getting us a song the word revelation means the act of disclosing or discovering to others what was before unknown to them. Revelation. It means to reveal that which is revealed, uncovered, shown to you, plainly. 
Amen. And so, what do you want? Do you want delusion? Or do you want revelation? Delusion will come to those who are against God. Those who do not uh, believe in God. To those who see God's creation, but they don't give Him glory. Come on. And can I tell you, if you love Jesus, you're going to obey Him. It's part of your heart's desire. You may fail, but your desire is not to ever do that again. Not to ever. Oh, coming from a preacher is probably not the right thing to say, but all the times that I've uh, said, Lord, I'll never do that again. Lord, I'll never do that again. Lord, I... And sometimes they're just little things, but still, our love keeps us going toward Him. Going toward Him. Delusion. I wish I could have preached on this. I wish that I could have gotten this over to you. Don't die in your delusions. Don't allow Satan to come and to lie to you. You you know what what the lie is? It's the oldest lie in the Bible. Thou shalt not die. Thou shalt not. Huh? Come. Come. You gonna murder somebody? Yeah, but you got a good reason to. They did you wrong. He'll tell you. That's what Satan's saying. Thou shalt not die. You're justified. No, you're not justified. Oh, I can steal this from that person there. They don't need it. Look how much they got. Come on. Thou shalt not. You see a woman, or a woman sees a man, there's an attraction there. God put the attraction there. But you go farther than what the attraction is. You have, I mean, you used to not even use words like this in church because it was so, but it's so out there now. She decided to have sex with him. Or maybe not sex, but you'll. It's all what people define it as. And Satan says, it's all right. It feels good. Satan's saying to you, you'll not die. Look, you did it, and you didn't die. You can do it more. You're not going to die. Just because judgment is put off, just because judgment is not meted out at the moment that you commit a sin does not mean it's not coming. And part of that judgment is this delusion. Thinking that you are right in what you're doing. You are justified in it. But yet God says for you not to do that. We're not to hate one another. Come on. We're even supposed to... Love our enemies. That one that has treated us so bad. 
supposed to love them. Thank the Lord. I don't think you got to live up underneath it, but you got to love them. Okay? Don't let Satan tell you, thou shalt not die. Don't let Satan say, it's okay. It starts off as little. A little pornography. A little drinking. A little bit of drugs. And then your mindset has changed. gastric bypass surgery. I don't know if I've ever told this. I told them of my beliefs and what I believed and everything. And they said, well, after this surgery, you'll not be the same person. I looked at him. I said, my salvation is not going to change just because I lose weight. The thing they don't tell you about that surgery is about 85% of the people that have that surgery, if they are married, they will end up having a divorce. It does. It changes your thinking. Huh? But you know, it wasn't the surgery that causes the change of the thinking. Do you know drugs won't change your thinking? Those thoughts were already in you. But those drugs and those alcohol will bring it to the surface. Come on. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. Children, I hope that the Lord tarries, that you'll be able to grow and enjoy family and all. But you're not promised that. You're not promised that. stand all across the house. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, right now, Lord, I've tried to deliver my soul. And I pray, Lord, that your Holy Ghost would draw them like they've never been drawn before. Lord Jesus, I don't want to see any of these who have become delusional, shoot up things. They kill friends. They kill exes. They do drugs or try to kill themselves. Lord! Please, Lord. Change them. Deliver them. Draw them, Lord. And help them, I pray. And Jesus, I pray, Lord, that your Holy Ghost drawing would be so strong. Lord, that they know, that they know, that they know that you are drawing them. Come by, Lord, right now. Save souls, Lord. Save souls, we pray. And those who allow themselves to slip in things in their mind, and they've started giving justifications to their lies or the lies that they've been taught, help them to come back to the truth, to be rooted and grounded in what God's Word says. Help us, Lord, right now. We have not made it, Lord. And we need you. We need you so much. Head still bowed, eyes still closed. Who here will raise their hand and say, Brother Jeff, I need prayer. I want to make it. I want to make it. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. 
to this altar. I know a lot of times I say you can stay in your seat, but the seat's not the same as the altar. When you come to the altar, you're telling the devil, devil, I'm putting you under my feet and I'm going to go for God. Amen. Come. Will you come this morning and seek the Lord? We'll pray for you. So come, everyone that will, come.
Yeah.